In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the flesh, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word of God became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Every time tonight, I've had to make some mention of the fact that if you were here last year, you know that I was not here last year because my wife and my six-month-old daughter at the time were all sick. And so I have said before, and I will say again, to just actually be in a room with you tonight is a blessing and an incredible improvement over last year. I think in the midst of all of the challenges that this holiday season can often present for us in the pulling off of all the activities, the festivities, all those sorts of things. Every now and then, a good old-fashioned just train wreck is a gift. Because it doesn't have to fall into that long series of reaching for having the best Christmas ever, which is someone that you remember from about 25 years ago, something, right? Christmas has wondrous and difficult tasks to perform for us. Okay, let's go with the actual religion. Yes, then it must be a unique and powerful moment in our stories and in our histories. And it must be a hope that can hold and last for us forever, for all the ages to come. And then there is the holiday itself. And too often we expect Christmas and honestly ourselves to shine with some vague remembered glow of years past while capturing none of the shadows that actually made up the complex picture of those years. Just a reminder, all those perfect Christmases that you remember, none of them actually were. The question of seeing Christmas correctly is apparently nothing new, however. The community of John as they begin to introduce the Christ that they and that we will sing in adoration, in holy nights long past and new ones, this community will introduce Jesus to us, not as a baby, as the predecessors, Luke and Matthew will, but as a cosmic creative force, logos, and light. In Christ was light, Light even in shadow and in darkness and light that would not go out. 
But in a twist, not everyone can see it clearly, says the gospel. And so this question of what is seen and what is hidden and what is enlightened and what is shadowed is opened to us as we begin this gospel. And it is complex and philosophical and it is 1115. And so maybe we'll, well, let's just say this. Oftentimes, if you're reaching for philosophy, maybe reach for poetry instead. As I was thinking about how we see the light of this season, thinking about that Christmas that was good and fairly ruined last year, but is pretty joyful this one, I found this poem by the poet David White called Blessing for the Light. He wrote, I thank you, light, again, for helping me to find the outline of my daughter's face. I thank you, light, for the subtle way your merest touch gives shape to such things I could only learn to love through your delicate instruction. And I thank you, this morning, waking again, most intimately and secretly for your visible invisibility, the way you make me look at the face of the world so that everything becomes an eye to everything else. And so that, strangely, I also see myself being seen so that I can be born again in that sight so that I can have this one other way along with every other way to know that I am here. This is the way of light. It helps us to see what we most adore. And here in light is God for us this night, something that shines and calls us to our best selves. But there is something even greater here for the seer, so gifted by seeing all the world, all that he can love, becomes somehow seen himself and becomes more real. This is the fact of life, of light and children. In their seeing, as they take shape and grow and find their place in the world they see, we are seen anew in their eyes. And so God sent like a flash an only son that we could see. And shrouded in the darkness of mystery and love, even God was seen by that light. But it requires a practiced eye, not anything you can get a prescription for. It is a loving eye. This same community of John will come to find that if one is searching to see God, one must see love. It is a loving eye to see the world lit this way, to see all children as God's children. This holy night, we know that there are too many who the world has been tempted to turn away from to hide, to fail, to see. 
We know that there are too many who go unseen, unloved. We know that there are those, even as we tell miraculous stories of children sheltered in stables, who do not even have a roof of a stable. We know that along with a holy family displaced and moved from one country to the other that we told this night, there are many other families displaced this night. And so from the quiet darkness of this night each year, we commit ourselves to shining. Not for glory, but to illuminate the lives the worthiness of others. Because if we do that, somehow we are seen anew, afresh. We are made new. You are, I know this as some sort of fact of the universe, light for someone else in this world. When they see you, they see something of the fabric of all creation. When they see you, they see the possibility of love and light. And when they see you, they feel seen. Thanks be to God for that shining in you. And may we continue to shine, for we are told that we must follow in the way of the light that does not go out. And so may we shine in the way that makes all clear. In the other Gospels, God came to us as an infant, and in the holiness of that, the whole human family was laid bare. In John, there was light and all will be seen. And so may we shine as it was shown to Howard Thurman, who said, I will light candles this Christmas, candles of joy despite all of the sadness, candles of hope where despair keeps watch, candles of courage for fears ever present. Candles of peace for tempest-tossed days. Candles of grace to ease heavy burdens. Candles of love to inspire all my living. Candles that will burn all year long. The light has not gone out. Look and shine. Amen.